from sunny Palm Springs, California. You're listening to Charm. This episode of Chomp is sponsored by Modernism Week. Modernism Week's signature festival, February 11th to 21st, is a celebration of mid-century modern design, architecture, art, fashion, and culture in the greater Palm Springs area. The festival features a rich array of events, so visit modernismweek.com. I have a confession. I've eaten a lot of breakfast in a lot of different places. I'm the special type of weirdo who eats waffles at dinner and eggs benedict for lunch. I'm not alone in this in Palm Springs though. People here love breakfast. I mean they love breakfast. There are dozens of good morning stops and every new restaurant seems to have a weekend brunch menu. But there is another place here like Cheeky's. It has a consistently long line even in the summer, and also serves up one of my favorite dishes in the city, the bacon flight. Cheeky's has been a favorite here for a really long time. The creator and owner, Tara Lazar, started this as a small breakfast joint in 2008. She grew up here and wanted a better breakfast option in her hometown. Cheeky's became one of the first restaurants in Palm Springs to use local ingredients and picked up a cult-like following shortly after its opening. Lazar took that success and started F10 Creative, the company that now runs Cheeky's, Burba, Mr. Lyons, the Chi-Chi, and the Alcazar Hotel. Lazar is unique in the sense that all of her restaurants have wildly different flavors, from pizza to a classic steakhouse. The menus are so wide-ranging that if you've spent time in Palm Springs, you've likely eaten at a Tar Lazar restaurant. We talked to her about the draw of Cheeky's, what it's like to work with her husband, and how it takes the right kind of person to work and live in Palm Springs. I'm Everett Cook, and you're listening to Chomp. You grew up here, and you spent your childhood here, and you know, I've written stories about you going to Mr. Lyons as a kid and what that was like for you, but you know, the food scene here has changed a lot, even the last 10 years, but I, I can imagine since when you were a kid, it's changed a ton. And so I'm wondering what the food scene was like when you were a kid, and if that was a big part of your life. Uh, we always went out to eat a lot. We were an out-to-eat family, so um, I remember enjoying places like Sizzler, and um, we went to uh, Sambo's. Uh, we did a lot of Billy Reed's, but I think the food back in the day was a little less processed. Even if you go to a place like Sizzler now, you can see it feels different. It used to be, um, I remember being really tasty and really fresh, and it felt like it came straight from the farms then. Uh, let's see, I think Palm Springs um, has always had a level of sophistication. So there was always the LaValerie's and there was Wally's Desert Turtle. There was a really good uh, Moroccan restaurant called Dollar Maghreb. And there were some good Chinese restaurants. So, you know, we've always had some good little gems. I wouldn't say there was ever nowhere to go. It's interesting to hear you talk about the freshness too that you noticed even as a kid because that's such a huge part of all of your restaurants is the, you know, the local products and I mean, you can taste it. I mean, it tastes, it doesn't taste like it's been shipped from 500 miles away. And so that's, I mean, is that something that, I don't know, I guess when I was a kid, I didn't really know if anything was fresh or not. I just, you know, I wanted French fries. I don't know, I didn't think about anything else. <laughs> so, I mean, is that something that you've always kind of, you've been able to tell the difference and that's something that's been important for you for a while? Absolutely. We were privy to be friends with uh, some of the families that own farms here. And I remember that they would bring us just 
the most amazing grapes and corn. You could almost eat that corn raw, it was so tasty. But, you know, fruits and we had the best tangerine trees growing in our house. I think we've been really spoiled here. We have so much great produce. Yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd be, you know, pretty left out if you didn't get to taste it in, the child, in your childhood yeah. growing up here. I was doing a lot of interviews with people and they were saying, yeah, we're starting to do this new, you know, everything is local and everything is fresh. And I remember thinking to myself, like, you weren't doing this before. Part of the reason why this area is so interesting for me is just how you have that kind of clash of farming going with all of these restaurants that are just starting to kind of get there. Get there. Yeah. I think uh, what scares a lot of restaurants is produce goes bad. And, it, you know, you can really eat it if you don't sell some of it. So I think it's scary for people to have a real produce-forward menu because yeah. it doesn't have a shelf life. The lucky thing about us is we have enough volume that we have daily delivery, so produce doesn't ever go bad for us. I think we run out of it before it ever browns or, yeah. you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a kind of cycle that we're lucky to be in, you know, one benefits yeah. the other and you know we have farmers who grow stuff specifically for us so we've that is the coolest yeah really. we've we've met with them and you know our tomatoes are grown from us particular oh, I know it, we're kind of spoiled but you know that was the kind of cool thing about pioneering it is no one else was right. doing it so we got to pick the areas that you know we really wanted and we have special peppers that are grown for us and you know we've been working with these farmers for a lot of years yeah. so it's finally starting to really pay off. That is the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. And uh, even our chickens, you know, they, Gonstraw Farms, they, um, they grow the barley that the chickens eat. So the whole cycle is completely done on their farm. So we can totally quality control. So we, we talked about your, your childhood here, and then you skipped forward a couple of years, and you were investment banking in San Francisco. I was a trader on the stock exchange. Okay. And so, I mean, how did you, how did you get back down here? Like, what was the... I was from here and I moved down, back down rather temporarily or thinking it would be temporarily because my dad got, uh, wasn't well and um, I was day trading here and as I always say, I could have um, ripped up stacks of $100 bills slower than the amount of money I could lose in a day in the stock market. And I figured if I'm losing money some days, I might as well open a restaurant and lose money in a restaurant because it's funner to lose money in a restaurant than on a computer. Uh, so we um, started looking at spaces and I just loved breakfast and I'd always complain that you know, my kind of breakfast wasn't being cooked here. And, you know, everyone, especially as a kid, you enjoy going out for breakfast. It's one of those special meals. Like, everything on the menu is something that you like, that you mm -hmm. recognize. You know when you go out to dinner as a kid, you're like, ooh, what's that, Mom? What's that? Or you're hoping it's going to be something, and it comes out, and it's totally different. It doesn't happen so much with breakfast. <laughs> uh, so we, um, yeah, we set out to open this little breakfast restaurant and just make it all homemade, and there it is. So I just had uh, the bacon flight. I just ate that. It was awesome. I wish I could have it three times. Uh, it's one of the first things, like when I first moved here, I was like one of the first things people told me I needed to eat. Um, and the idea of it is like pretty simple, right? It's just like different types of bacon. But no one else is doing that. So I mean, what is that? What, I, I don't know. How did they even start? Like, okay, so I'm Jewish and I didn't eat pork for um, 
probably three quarters of my life, and I've told the story many times, I'm sorry, but my husband's Italian, so when we go and eat at his grandmother's house, everything had pork in it, and I kind of somehow tricked myself into believing that <laughs> God understands that if Grandma, if Nona's giving me the pork, it's okay, and then we're smuggling salami back into the States, and God understands if salami came from Italy, it's okay, so. Um, we now eat pork uh, all the time, and um, it, you know, the bacon flight's so gimmicky, but it kind of stemmed from, there was this really cool company called Bacon of the Month Club, where you could send a different bacon to every, you know, to a friend once a month, and there's so many good bacons out there, and I couldn't really decide, so I was like, let's just do a flight of bacon. Did you ever anticipate that? I mean, we're, like, we're sitting in a room in like your F-10 compound. I mean, we've got a hotel and two restaurants, and we've got another restaurant down the road, another hotel. I mean, this is like, you have a lot of stuff going on now. Did you have, when you first opened this, was there ever any idea that we would be able to make it this much bigger than it is right now? No, and it's something I don't ever think about. People, you know, use silly words like empire and stuff. What, what really is, um, happens is, I hire this great team, and my biggest fear is that they get bored. So, um, you know, I keep hiring, uh, like we've been so lucky with so much talent yeah. on our team, uh, and uh, I mean, on all levels of it, and I think it's good for them to keep growing because it keeps them, you know, constantly thinking about the future and not getting complacent, and um, you know, we have so much creativity on our team, I think that it helps. So do you run all of these restaurants with your husband? Yes. So my husband does commercial real estate. Um, we mildly entertained for a second um, the idea of uh, working together at Birba. And it was um, a quick road to the therapist's office. <laughs> and um, we, we take on very different responsibilities now. Okay. So he's really great with the guests. I'm not so great with the guests. So He's really good front of house, and um, usually if he's working front of house, I'm not. Okay. I think, um, I, I don't know how husband and wives do it. You yeah. see it, too. I mean, that's why they're called mom and pops. Yeah. But bless their heart. Yeah. Um, and that brings me to the other thing I'm at, is just, you, you know, all these, all your different restaurants have, you know, very different flavors, right? They're not all, they don't, they're not all one I guess genre like there's you know there's Spanish and Italian and Mexican and uh, I guess I'm wondering how you how you trust your flavors like that how you when you were starting these places how you knew that you'd be able to kind of jump from all these different styles I guess it's integral that all the restaurants taste different and I it nothing drives me more crazy than like a flavor that overlaps from one to the other because they really should all be very unique um, that's why you go to the different restaurants. You know, most, most people that, uh, you know, I talk to that own multiple restaurants, they're, they're all sort of in the same kind of vein, right? Or they're, at the very least, they're all like sort of modern American, or they're, they're all kind of in the same class, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and you are, you have so many different things that you have to think about than those people, just because, I mean, even what you were just saying, like what you, what you worry about at Lions is 100% different than what you're worrying about at Chichis, and that's way different than what you're worrying about the Chichis. I mean, it's all, they're not even in the same, like, relative scope, restaurant-wise. I mean, that's like, that's, uh, 
That's the best part, though. I kind of feel like that's the whole fun and challenge of it. You know, the we make food because half of it's like a creativity thing, and if we didn't get to, you know, use that part of our brain, it'd just be, you know, running a boring business. Yeah. You know, that's the only artsy fun part about it is that you get to do these fun menus. Is it still fun? Oh, absolutely. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I've said this before, but you know, you're you're investing into this place. You're investing not only into the new the newness of this, but into the past and making it modern. Uh, and that's really cool. And I'm I guess I'm just wondering when you just in the most basic way, like when you thought of Mr. Lyons, right? You went there as a kid, you're very familiar. How did you know where the line was of turning something modern and new in your own spin, but also keeping some of the ideals. I mean, that's really, that's a really hard thing to do. Um, just having gone to Temple last week, um, my uh, congregation reminds me exactly where the line is and exactly <laughs> what they'd like to see on the menu and how disappointed that they are that some things aren't on the menu. Um, it's so funny, like, they, they bomb rush me kind of and come forward and be like, oh, by the way, I am really missing the white fish. You tried to do a different fish and it didn't work, so. Um, and I'm always thinking about, you know, lions particularly is kind of like a homage to, um, to the lions family, to my childhood experiences. You know, there's a little undertone of classic Jewish cooking that um, I'm very nostalgic towards, so. Um, but I, you know, we, we, we can't make schmaltz, schmaltzy chicken livers, um, and just hope that, you know, the restaurant will subsist on that. So, um, I, I just try to be respectful to what, you know, the places are supposed to be. What do you do when you're not doing this? How do you, how do you like... Your <laughs> Um, yeah. How do you not think about this? How do you, like, are, are you always thinking about it, or do you, do you have time where you're sort of, okay, I'm not doing anything restaurant-related for an hour? I, I'm always doing something restaurant-related because I'm always eating. I love to eat, and even on vacation, you know. I mean, but that's the thing. I picked a career that I love to yeah. do. I love to eat. I love to have a restaurant experience, um, whether it's fancy or diving. It's just, um, you know, that's the trick. Chomp is a Desert Sun production. Thanks to our team, Ashley Hopkinson and Sarah Day Owen, as well as to our guest, Tara Lazar. As your host, I'd also just like to thank you for listening. I'm Everett Cook, and you've been listening to Chomp. <laughs>